What's up? What it do, man? It's your boy, Dead Gamer, aka Player One and Guy himself. And welcome to another episode of The Gamers Den. If this is your first time here, this is the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Level One News. So before we start Level 1 News, just want to say thank you and appreciate everybody for tuning in and tapping into the show. If you're watching the visual experience, you can find the audio experience on the RSS page. Links will be in the description and or you can find this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and I believe like a couple other places. But that's where we're at for the audio experience. And if you're listening on the audio experience, we are on Rumble and we are on Hideout. I'm currently catching everybody up on Hideout. So shout out to everybody over there on Hideout. Shout out to everybody on Rumble. You dig what I'm saying? Now, there will be a change in um, format a little bit as far as the visual is concerned. Until further notice, I'm going to be back in your bandwidth. All right, I'm back in your bandwidth as you can see. I am back in your bandwidth, and this is just what it's going to be, man, so so get used to seeing VR me, you know what I'm saying, get used to seeing this boy right here, and um, yeah, man, the guy going to live forever in your internet, so I know y'all sitting here like, hold up, yes, 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 but um, you know, it's just going to be like this, and then, then there's a high great chance, like, when I say high and great, I mean high and great. There is a high, great chance that the show will only go audio, which means I probably won't even have my buttons at that point. So if that becomes the case, just continue supporting and all of that because I'm going to continue putting in this work and giving these motherfuckers this work. You understand me? So let's go ahead and get into it without wasting any more time make sure i'm screened up okay um i should be screened up why is the screen black oh, let's try this again my screen is black and I'm, I'm not understanding this well looks like this episode is um Going to be big VR the, the whole time. I, I don't I don't know what else to tell everybody on the visual side of things, but we having technical difficulties, man. So um, you know the power of editing shall show itself, and once again, they don't do a better show than me. All right, nobody does. So with that being said, headline reads: Splinter Cell remakes. Splinter Cell Remake's director has left Ubisoft. Now, if you don't know, Splinter Cell has been in talks of being remade and, you know, remastered, you know, that's type, that type of stuff. And it's not bad. Splinter Cell is a, a very beloved franchise. It's a very beloved game. You know, this is a part of the stealth genre of games, you know, in the vein of um, what's that game? I did a review of this game. Nonetheless, it's a cool game. It's a dope game. Uh, I've I've played it here and there, so in my personal opinion, I think it's a pretty cool game, and I like stealth games, you know. I like games where you got to actually put some tactic and skill into it. So let's go ahead and see what's going on. 
David Grivel, the director of the upcoming Splinter Cell remake, has left Ubisoft after 11 years. In a post on LinkedIn, he said that it was quote-unquote time for him to go on a new adventure. Grivel worked on Ghost Recon Future Soldier at Ubisoft Paris before moving to Ubisoft Toronto to work on Splinter Cell Blacklist, Assassin's Creed Unity, Far Cry 4, 5, and 6, and most recently the upcoming Splinter Cell remake. So, I mean, the man has an extensive, like, just work history and catalog in himself, so that's to be commended in himself. Continuing on in the article, Ubisoft officially confirmed last December that it was working on a remake of Splinter Cell, the stealth action game which was first released in 2002 as an Xbox exclusive. It said the game was being rebuilt with the Snowdrop engine, which also powers the division and is being used to build Avatar, Front Years of Pandora, and Ubisoft's upcoming Star Wars game to deliver new generation visuals and gameplay and the dynamic light and shadows the series is known for. It was, it was discovered earlier this year that Ubisoft Toronto is currently looking to recruit a scriptwriter to update the original game's story, quote-unquote, for a modern-day audience. So that's where we're going to stop right here, right? Because everything else in this article is just other stuff about Splinter Cell, and we already know that. So the big main takeaway here is the last quote in this article that says, or the last little excerpt in this article that says it was discovered earlier this year that Ubisoft Toronto is currently looking to recruit a scriptwriter to update the original game story, quote unquote, for a modern day audience. Now, this is where you can kind of go hit or miss with a franchise, whether it's movies, video games, comic books, whatever the case may be. Now, it's 2022, 2023, pretty much at this point. And people today, everybody today lives online and pretty much partakes in culture online for the most part. So what happens to what happens today is go woke, go broke in a sense, right? To where if you become aware or and this is pretty much from the consumers or the people in retaliation or in response to the big wigs. So this would be Hollywood, the big companies and the big brands, right? Where they try to appeal, appease and or pander to back to the consumer. So you will hear terms like go woke, go broke. And you can see real life examples of this with the Little Mermaid. Instead of making her white, they made her black. You can kind of see that with the new Saints Row game where it's kind of like a whole new spin. So it's no longer the story that stems from the original Saints Row gang. You know, that whole storyline and whatever. So that's just over with. And and then uh, even with, with the new GTA, they said the new GTA, the main character was going to be like a woman. Some reports and articles say maybe a, a, a Latin woman. You know what I'm saying? And this is these are things that most people will call and or say, oh, they're going woke meaning they're pandering because you can or cannot get canceled or receive repercussions if you do not include or if you do include. And it's a weird thing, right? In my opinion, it's a weird thing because for a modern day audience, it could make a series go either way. It could lean one way, it could lean another way. Me personally, and just to give y'all some insight, uh, and before I even continue doing that, if y'all hear an echo 
like I'm in like a bathroom or something, or if y'all, if it sound like I'm farting or whatever, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm recording in a whole different place. You know what I'm saying? Not really recording, but I'm, um, you know, I'm not recording in my natural setting that I've developed for myself. So this is just what it is. I'm highly uncomfortable. My ass hurt, but I'm still here giving everybody this content. So when, um, I know y'all sitting there like this. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, wait, 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 wait. All right. Yep. I know y'all sitting there like this. Hold up. But um, that's cool and that's fine. Because you want to know what? You want to know something? I do this for real. Not for thrills and not for deals. I do this for real. So when you come to the gamers then, you get in that real deal. You if you if you don't want this real deal, you can go to any and everywhere else by your choice. You are not forced to listen to me. You are not forced to tap in to listen to this. You chose if a choice is you choosing. Remember that. So if you want to listen to something, if you want to choose to feel certain some way about something, you have the right to, but don't complain about it if you intentionally choose to listen to something over and over and over again. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell your ass, go to fucking Winnie Hut Jr. Listen, kid, I think you'd be more comfortable over at that place. Weenie Hut Jr.'s? Are you saying I belong at Weenie Hut Jr.'s? Uh, oh, no, sorry. I was actually pointing to the place next to it. Super Weenie Hut Jr.'s? Yes, sir. Super Weenie Hut Jr. Now, um, right now, my mouse is frozen, and the Weenie Hut Jr. clip might play again. So, um... Uh, no, we good. My mouse is moving again. So, um, yeah, man. So back to what I was saying, you know, it's, um, in my opinion, there's and not even, and this is just also a fact. So my opinion is about to be infused with facts. If you look at the past few years, right, you could say within the last 10 years, how many of these entertainment creations of movies and TV shows have been original versus remakes? And the reality of it is a lot of original creations, TV shows and movies have been failing, give or take a certain genre. Right. So zombies have always been a thing. Right. Just to use these uh, this type of uh, entertainment and content as an example. Ever since Black Ops, Call of, Call of Duty Black Ops, zombies have been really, really popular. And, and mind you, horror is a is a genre. So mind you, horror in itself is a popular genre. Horror is something people find entertaining, legit scary, adrenaline, all of that, right? So what happens is I, I started to notice once Black Ops, Black Ops 2 came around and zombies was like kind of more popular than the multiplayer, that this was going to be a problem. And I say it was going to be a problem because now look at it, TV shows, you got The Walking Dead, all these other different... It's like 100 million TV shows, and it's all the same premise. It's all the same. All these movies, the same zombies, it's the sameness. Give or take some movies. I'm not going to say the whole genre and the whole thing is bad. No, it's give or take. You know, I like the Zombieland movie. I like Zombieland 1 and 2. You know what I'm talking about? I, I rock with that. Um, the Strain, The Strain on FX. Yeah, that's a good show. That's cool. I like that. You know, they, didn't, they really wasn't zombies. They was more infected with a virus. But nonetheless... You see my point. 
these mutated or zombified people or beings is just regurgitated over and over and over. You can only do so much with zombies, but because these corporations and these people who know that they know what, okay, all these people are watching it. We're able to make a return on it. So we're going to keep doing it. And then if you on the other side of the fence keep asking for it, well, I'm not going to stop giving it to you. So when it comes to remakes and remasters, this has also been happening in the video game space. And y'all know just a few episodes ago, I talked about how there may or may not be an underlying agenda to have most gamers fall into a uniform or have gamers, period, fall into a uniform, meaning everybody just plays the same thing or everybody has to subscribe and succumb to the same thing. Because what? A, a, a good example of this would be Battle Royale games. PUBG, Fortnite, Valorant, Apex, pick one. They're all the damn same. They're all Battle Royale. You do this. One, you get powers. One, you don't. So just to bring this point to a close, this this could hurt Splinter Cell if this goes, if it leans in such of a way where the fans of Splinter Cell don't like it. It could, it could just be really, really bad for the Splinter Cell franchise, and I don't want to see that happen. I really don't because, like I said, I think Splinter Cell is a good game. I think it's a, a good, cool franchise, and, you know, it's just like, hey, man, we don't, in my personal opinion, we don't need to keep getting remakes. We, we, we don't need remakes. Just make a good original IP. Make a good original video game. Let's get back to original video games. Let's get back to original ideas. Let's get back to original. Let's get back to originality. Let's get back to it. Y'all know me. I tell y'all all the time. I let y'all know what it is about these content creator stuff, and not about any specific content creators, but I let y'all know what it is when it comes to just content creation and what I'm seeing. Because I I'm blessed and gifted with one of many abilities, and one of these abilities are insight. So I'm able to see things and just weed it out like real quick and I could just see it for what it is. Now, just because I see it for what it is does not make it wrong or right based on context. But what I'm telling you is we need originality because if they make gamers for the most part uniform and they only start putting out certain genres of game in mass and they just like uh, they just cover it up with a different with a different color or a different makeup on. It's kind of like Assassin's Creed, right? And it's not to say Assassin's Creed is the same. It fits in this because it doesn't, but the concept does, right? To where this Assassin's Creed, you know, the first, you know, the first few Assassin's Creed took place in Italy and, you know, Rome, France, you know, that type of stuff with uh, Altair and uh, Ezio and all of that. And then you move on to Black Flag and this is kind of like the Caribbeans and your pirates. And then you move on to, to um, like, you know, the EU and stuff like that, I believe, with Unity and everything else. It's the same thing with games. You know, they're going to make everything uniform. So, I mean, you could kind of already see it now. Hey, we're going to give you Battle Royale. Oh, you like Battle Royale? Okay, how about random Space Invader Battle Royales? Oh, how about Pac-Man Battle Royale? Oh, how about this Battle Royale? Like, it's going to be the same thing. And then, you know... Everybody is going to be like, man, video games just ain't the same. And you're going to be right. And it's because, well, they kept feeding you and feeding you and feeding you and, and feeding you. But your booty hole was so closed, like how Method Man did you on uh, on the album. See, only only the real ones going to know about that one. Only the real ones going to know about that one. 
I know y'all sitting there like, what? Feeding you with your booty hole closed. Listen, man. Listen, man. I'm going to hit the button for y'all. Hold on. We got a delay. Or maybe I didn't press it. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah, my bad. I didn't hit the button. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to sew your asshole shut and keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. I'm telling you, bro. Y'all got to y'all gotta go listen to the album. I believe it was the Takao album. And if it wasn't, it was one of the Wu-Tang albums, one of the early albums. Y'all got to go tap into that. That was, that. that was a fire skit. It was a skit. So don't be trying to go cancel Method Man. You cancel Method Man, I'm going to cancel you. Don't be, don't be trying to cancel Method Man. That's just going to be you being a hater. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the next thing in Level 1 News. Headline reads, E-bikes sold by Amazon and Walmart recalled due to explosion, fire risk. Now, me and you both sitting here like this. Hold up. What do you mean the bikes are blowing up? See, now, I've covered stories like this before when it comes to e-bikes. And y'all know I have an e-bike, so from time to time, I keep up with the news. So, um, with that being said, yes, they can blow up. They're not just blow-up proof, just like the Teslas blow up. Um, but the whole thing is... I. Y'all know my stance. Like, what is this particular situation? Or are these batteries really malfunctioning like that? So let's go ahead and get into the article. E-bikes sold by retailers, including Amazon, Sears, and Walmart, are being recalled because the bicycle's lithium-ion batteries can ignite, potentially sparking a fire and burning riders. About 22,000 e-bikes, hold up. That's not me farting. I already told y'all what it was. Y'all gonna keep hearing that the whole time. Look, I'm sitting on a leather couch type thing. This is very uncomfortable. Hold up. This shit is highly uncomfortable. So, you know, excuse the language for the sensitive ears as well. But this is highly uncomfortable. And I'm hunched over. I'm not even comfortable doing this. Like, I'm not comfortable whatsoever. This is it's, it's highly irritating. I'm not comfortable. I'm in positions that don't make sense, and it ain't even my fault. So, like, Jesus Christ, bro. Y'all don't even know how much my ass hurt right now. Well, yeah, man. But that's crazy, man. 22,000 e-bikes is just being recalled because they blowing up and malfunctioning all over the place. That's bad, man. That's bad. About 22,000 e-bikes are involved in the recall and should not be used until outfitted with the free replacement battery and battery mount, according to a notice posted by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Oh, dang. That's that's no good. The China-based company, hold on, hold on, because I know I know a lot of people are, um, you know, very cautious, cautious of China these days. Hold up. Hit that button for y'all, because I know y'all conscious of, y'all know, y'all cautious of China these days. The China-based company that distributes the e-bikes, Anchir, said it has received six reports involving fire, explosions, or sparks, including four that detailed burn injuries. That's bad. That's, that's bad. 
That's no good. So um, they got an image of the bike on here, and it's um, you know, it's it looks like a regular bike, you know, your regular e-bike. I don't know if the battery is right there in the middle of the bike, but yeah, I will see how people have burns, and if this shit is blowing up, like that's too close to your nuts. Like that's too close to your nuts if you a man. Like the way this battery is sitting, that's way too close to my balls. That's way too close to your balls and in your in your shaft, man. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but that's just way too close. And then it's malfunctioning. Like I wonder if any of these people were men and they balls and dicks got injured. Like on some like real concern type type deal. I'm I'm really concerned. I have genuine concern because. It is it okay. It is the battery. That's too close. I wouldn't even buy this. I wouldn't even buy this off the battery placement alone. The battery placement is uh, mm, that battery placement. Mm, Y'all gonna have to change that. Go back to just just stop producing this bike. Give people the right batteries and then and then just stop. Just stop. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. Mm -mm. That's that's too much. Mm -mm. That's crazy. Back to the article. The recall involves black e-bikes with the model number AM001907. So if you have one of these bikes out here in the world and that's the model number, be careful. Which can be found on the packaging and in the instruction manual, but not the bike itself. A water bottle shaped cylinder. Yeah, a water bottle shaped Cylindrical battery distinguishes the recalled model, which has 26-inch wheels and anterior printed on its down tube. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just start describing it. So yeah, man, that's just crazy. Okay, uh-oh, uh-oh, they got more. They got more. Oh, that's gonna be the next sound bite I get. But wait, there's more. The recall came two days after the release of a CPSC report highlighting an increase in emergency room visits and deaths related to e-scooters, e-bikes, and hoverboards. Oh, no. Oh, no, bruh. Hold up. Emergency departments around the U.S. treated more than 77,000 injuries related to the three micromobility products in 2021, up 127% from 34,000 in 2017. Hold up. The agency is aware of 129 fatalities involving the products from 2017 through 2021. Time out. Hold up. With the deaths rising from five in 2017 to 48 last year. Hold up. We have a quote. So quote unquote. Fires with the lithium ion batteries that power e-scooters as well as e-bikes and hoverboards have been garnering attention from fire departments nationwide. Hold up. Bruh, do not buy these. If it's anything you listen to me on, do not buy these Anshir bikes or e-scooters or anything. Do not buy them.
just for safety reasons alone. Until they get more safety and more safe to use, um, yeah, until they become more safe to use and ride, do not ride it. And, you know, and here's the thing, right, with bike safety, e-bike safety, and just vehicle safety, right? It's all vehicle safety. So, you know, there are a lot of reports that I come across and that I see about e-bikes, e-scooters, and stuff like that. They're concerned about safety. Like, safety is a big conversation about uh, around electronic devices, and not only devices, but vehicles. So, with me having an e-bike, safety is the number one priority for me, personally. I, I make sure my bike is charged and I don't overcharge it. I make sure I have the right uh, accessories on it. The, the only thing I really have to get right now is just... Uh, is another battery, not because the bike needs another one, but just because I would like to have one on hand ready to go for when the current battery goes to complete shit. Excuse me, for the sensitive ears. But it's, um, you know, it's just safety is always first. And y'all know if you've been listening to the show that I push and promote safety with any and all vehicles and devices. So for the fact that, you know, 127% is a lot. I don't think y'all understand like how serious that is. That's like what? A four or five year stretch. 18, 19, 20, one, two. You know, that's a five to six year stretch. It's basically 2023. And I counted that out for the people who don't know how to do math well. Um, you know, that's that's really a lot. And you'll have to understand that here in America, you know, you have some states plotting and potentially switching their traffic to electric and then i've even said this in a previous episode months ago ages ago that if biden gets to sign whatever his thing was he signs it into law he said that he wants half of the traffic by like 2030 something to be electric in the united states and then what happened he signed it into law and then the governor of california was like hey California will go completely electric by 2030 or whatever it was. So I'm just saying, man, I'm not spreading doom and gloom. That's not what it is. It's just to understand that we're going to now have another sector or another section of things to keep in mind now when it comes to vehicle safety. So e-bike safety, you need to definitely make sure your brakes are on tight. You need to definitely make sure all of that. You definitely need to make sure you got the right accessories on. You definitely need to make sure... That you charging your stuff and you treating it with care and treating it like it's the last thing you ever going to have. You need to get it tested or, you know, do do some test runs and some test rides. Don't abuse it. And and uh, if need be, you know, unplug some things and plug it back up, you know, and then test it out. You know what I'm saying? You never know what could happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine you you was one of these people that's been reported on having these injuries and sustaining these things and you get a burn mark on your leg in the middle of you riding a bike in the middle of you you know what i'm saying like in the, in the middle of you doing all of that in the middle of you in in transportation in transport and all of a sudden just combustion boom 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 that's that's messed up man you know and or you get into an accident because you didn't tighten your brakes you didn't check your brake line you didn't you didn't do things. You have to take precaution with these things. I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with electric bike insurance. I really wouldn't be surprised. 
Like at this point, anything is possible. E-bike insurance might be a thing because, I mean, you people are receiving faulty equipment. So e-bike insurance might be a thing. And if somebody gets the bright idea to start that company, put me. I need to be in on that. So hit my line and make sure I'm in on that. And that way I can get my percentage and we can run that. Because we most for sure, we most certainly and for sure need to get that popping. <laughs> right. All right. So let's get into the last thing in level one news. Headline reads. The Shure MV7 is a nearly perfect USB microphone. So, yes, we're covering a little bit of tech as well this episode now this is a mic this is a the shore brand they actually make some pretty good microphones which y'all hear me now with this good crispy clean audio is a shore microphone and i'm going to be doing a review on it so make sure you subscribe to the gaming page on odyssey or youtube so this would be youtube.com slash dev the gamer odyssey dev the gamer links in the description whatever the case may be make sure you keeping up on me you keeping up with me and uh, that way you can catch these reviews and these overviews of tech and video games. So sure, as far as I've been experiencing, they have a good brand and they have good technology and good quality. So, you know, just to hear that, you know, somebody in an article or even a newer product, it's a USB mic and it's of good quality potentially. Hey, man, we got to we got to see what it's about, man, because this might be somebody who's listening their next microphone for their content or their for their podcast. This might be their next microphone for ASMR or whatever somebody's going to do. So let's go ahead and dive into this tech and get into this article. Around late September, early October each year, I get a Slack message from somebody asking whether I'm interested in writing a gift guide and they reply, sure. Never anticipating just how much of a slog the next two months are going to be for hardware news slash news and or reviews. Putting together a roundup like that has the decided benefit of forgetting what a pain the whole thing can be. Okay, so this person is writing from a uh, so this is a personal experience or a review more or less. So let me skip down to the actual microphone. I'm going to skip to that. Okay. They said, if I had more money and time, I'd probably have a more professional auto interface with a proper XLR microphone. My level of commitment has instead been seeking out my platonic ideal USB microphone. Up to now, I've been happily recommending the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB. It's a great sounding directional stick mic with both a USB-C and XLR input that's not dissimilar from the sort I use for face-to-face -face interviews. So that that is a it's a it's a pretty good mic. You know, that's a that's a pretty good mic, you know what I'm saying? Especially for USB. And that's the thing, you know, when you when you uh looking for a microphone and technology for your content, your podcast, your stream, whatever you're doing, the quality of microphone matters, you know. And a lot of people equate value with price. So a lot of people think the more it costs, the better it should be, which may or may not be the case at times, but Sometimes, you know, the cheaper thing is better. It just all depends on how how it works. And I've went through this with microphones myself. So this microphone I'm using now, you know, is better than the headset microphone I have. And it's also better than the other USB microphone I have. And that microphone costed me like seventy dollars. 
or not $70. That USB microphone cost me maybe like $50. Yeah, like upwards of $50. You know, I, I got it from a store. It said it was like a podcasting microphone. So I bought it, tested it out. And like the volume was really, really low. And then it was like this beeping, clicking noise. I did a whole video on it and just gave my experience and went over it. I reviewed it. It's on the channel. And yeah, man, it's, you know, just knowing it, this stuff is trial and error. Like, let me just say that this stuff is trial and error. So you're going to have to one way or another, you're going to go through this. So you might be throwing money away or you might be getting the bang for your buck, but you'll never know until you buy that piece of equipment. Continuing on in the article. I'm partial to directional microphones for a number of reasons and have and have long thought they ought to be the industry standard, particularly for beginners. Here's the dirty little secret in all of those. You can get pretty good sound from most USB mics over $100, but the interface is almost intentionally difficult, which is true, which I kind of just explained for myself. So, you know, even though I said it was $50, even if I bought a $100 mic, right? There's a difference between a $100 microphone and a $500 microphone. Just the same way that there's a difference between you using your iPhone or your Android with a camera kit versus buying a actual Sony camera or a different brand camera, an actual real camera. There's a difference from using your cell phone, smartphone camera, and a professional camera. There's always going to be a difference regardless of whatever the price is, just because the technology and the materials used to create these things are different and or they are allowing them to perform different functions. So, re continuing on here, many of these microphones feature three, four, or five directional settings. Beginners will almost invariably choose the wrong one, accidentally turn the gain up full first, full force and wind up sounding worse than they would have with a pair of earbuds or a default system microphone. The ATR2100 USB fixed that with simple out of the box setup, but the short MV7 takes things even further. The design looks like a more compact version of the legendary studio and or podcasting SM7B. I'm not going to say it sounds as good as a proper studio mic with a proper studio interface, but I will say I doubt most people would be able to pick out the difference. That's that's good. It's, it's sounding good already. The MV7 sound is rich, full and warm. Everything you want out of a vocal microphone. Like the ATR2100 USB, it sports both an XLR and USB-C output. Given how good it sounds, however, I don't feel any need to switch to the former. So that's great. That's actually really good. Also, like the Audio-Technica system, it just works. Plug it in, make sure your software is accessing it, and you should be good. Better still, there's a touch panel with green lights that lets you adjust the volume on the fly. There's also a headphone input if you want to monitor your voice in real time through the mic. Okay, now we're going to get into the downsides. A few downsides. First is price. At $250, you can get a good mic at half the price. This, is, however, this however, is a great mic. If sound is important to you, splurge a little. Second has, second has more to do with the directional design. If you absent-mindedly, yeah, if you absent-mindedly, my bad, I'm reading like a retard. Um, excuse the language for the sensitive ears. I know the word retard offends some people, so I'll go ahead and hit the button for you. Hold up. 
All right. Second has more to do with the, with the directional design. If you absentmindedly shift a lot in your seat while speaking, this mic, this might not be the mic for you. I do that sometimes and I'm just trying to force myself to be more mindful of those movements. So that's like what I'm telling y'all now, because I know how sensitive this microphone I'm using is and I know the quality of it and how I got it set up. I know if I move around too much, y'all going to hear it. So that's where I be saying, excuse me. And, you know, my manners come in, my professionalism, my poise and all that. And even now, you know, like I said, I'm sitting on leather. Like I said, I'm sitting on leather. I'm in an uncomfortable position doing this. So I really shouldn't even be doing this in another way. But I don't I'm not about to stop doing what I'm doing just because somebody else messed up. See, when I dropped um, a link to the vlog page, which I just wanted to let y'all know the vlogs is going to be coming. And like I said in my short on YouTube and my shorts, vlogs will be coming next year. So prepare for that. But like I said, pain, P-A-I-N, progress, adaptation, application, intelligence, necessaritarianism. Just because somebody else want to fuck up and they fuck shit up and cause other issues don't mean I need to stop what I'm doing or I need to whatever. So because of my current situation... All right, cool. Something happened. Let me go ahead and pivot. Let me do what I need to do. That way I can keep applying this pressure and keep on going with what I'm going because I'm dedicated to this. I choose to do this and this is what I'm doing. So I'm not making no excuses, but this is a good example of not only just being transparent with y'all and people who support me and things like that, but just a testament to the microphone quality and just how these microphones are made and what quality you are getting. If I get too close, I'm going to start, you know, being in the red decibels. I'm going to start crossing the line and, you know, it's going to start clipping and chipping out. If I'm too far, it's going to sound like I'm way in the back and I'm, and I'm not that far away from the mic. So all my life, I'm good at projecting my voice because, you know, my voice is naturally deep. Right now, I'm projecting my voice. So y'all don't think my voice is like mad deep or whatever. But if I was to talk without projecting my voice, you wouldn't be able to understand what I'm saying. And just to prove it to you, check this. What's up, everybody? What to do is your boy, Dead the Gamer, a.k.a. Player One of God himself. And welcome to another episode of The Gamer's Den. That's how deep my voice is. No projection, no nothing. And it might have been like a slight projection in there, but at the same time, you know, it's just, like I said, projection. So being mindful, and that's and, and what I just read and what I'm saying, take these as tips. Take these as tips, you know, to not only be comfortable, but to be mindful of what will and will not make noise, uh, what your your microphone will and will not pick up. It's probably been all kinds of background noise and all kinds of things I'm not going to be able to get rid of for this episode. And that's completely fine. You know what I'm saying? I just work right through it and we're not we're not derailing, period. So let's continue on here. Third, it's fairly heavy. If it's just to live on your home desk, no biggie. It mounts on either a mic stand or an arm. For an additional $20, the company will toss in a mini tripod if you plan to take it on the road. It could be a bit more of an issue, but it's far from a deal breaker, especially given the small size. I've been recording episodes of my podcast exclusively on the MV7 and haven't looked back since. Okay, so the person who wrote this article... They, they gave a good overview and a good review of it. If I had the funds right now or if this was, if this was in the plans to upgrade my microphone, 
Yes, I would probably buy this personally and give it a try and whatever else. It comes with a stand or a microphone arm. That's great. I got something in my uh, Amazon save for later right now. That's a, a USB microphone and it um, has an arm with it. And it'll help me a lot because I won't have to strain my back so much or I won't have to strain my ass cheeks like I'm doing right now. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears because I'm in a, a, a awkward position or I'm in a situation where I have to sit in uncomfortable positions due to something else like I just described not too long ago. So, you know, this is dope. This is a uh, dope. So no sponsorships. Uh, they didn't pay me. Sure didn't pay me. You know, they're they not going to be paying me or sponsoring me when I do my review video. I would like it. You know, I would love to do business with them, but that's just neither here nor there right now at this current point in time. So. Regardless, I'm going to still do my review of the current microphone I'm using. But at the same time, the Shure MV7, it sounds very, very good. It sounds like it's worth the $200, maybe $300 altogether. It sounds like it's worth it. So if, if that's of interest to you, go ahead and, um, you know, search it up. Try it out. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to do it for Level 1 News. And without wasting any time, we're going to dive right into Level 2 News, the main topic. So, this main topic is we're going to get a little serious. We're going to jump back into the gaming world. And we're going to get serious because this is a serious topic. And this is something I came across uh, on my Twitter. And, you know, this is something. And, and it has to do with a, a big game. It has This, this game has a, a nice, good following. And it's, it's in the realm of games I like as well. And when you talk about creating these games, it's a lot that goes into it. So, we're going to go ahead and get into that. Headline reads, Helena Taylor says Bayonetta 3 absence due to quote-unquote immoral compensation calls for fans to boycott the game. Now, this was reported as yesterday, as of the point in time of recording this was the 16th. Um, you know, she, she has went on Twitter. Now, what I saw or heard was I saw this trending on Twitter first. And when I saw it trending on Twitter, I was trying to figure out what happened with Platinum Games and Nintendo to where somebody who was a part of creating this franchise would say boycott the game. Usually in the video game space and as it has been the past few years or the handful of years, maybe one, two to three You've had sexual harassment. You've had abuse or negligence of some type of kind in the workspace and people going on strikes or people like, hey, don't work here. Don't buy their stuff. Don't do this. They treat people like this. They treat their workers like that. And there's been a lot of that going on with a prime example being Activision Blizzard having all of those allegations and going through those type of situations themselves. So 
when um, this came across my desk on Twitter, I was just like, man, what's going on? So we got these, we have the video uh, at the point it, it has millions of views. And if you don't know, Helena, uh, hopefully I'm saying her name right. She was the original voice of Bayonetta and she has been replaced. So we're going to play one clip. I'm not going to play them all because apparently there's multiple clips, but going to play some and we're going to see what the issue is. So let's get it. Hello, my name's Helena Taylor, and I am the voice of Bayonetta, and I would like to explain to you why I didn't voice Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta franchise made an approximated $450 million. That's not including merchandise. As an actor, I trained for a total of seven and a half years. Three years at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, Lambda, with voice coach Barbara Barkery, and four and a half years with the legendary Larry Moss in Los Angeles. And what did they think this was worth? What did they offer to pay me? The final offer to do the whole game as a buyout, a flat rate, was 4000 U.S. dollars. This is an insult to me. The amount of time that I took to work on my talent and everything that I have given to this game and to the fans. I am asking the fans to boycott this game and instead spend the money that you would have spent on this game donating it to charity. I didn't want the world, I didn't ask for too much. I was just asking for a decent, dignified living wage. What they did was legal, but it was immoral. Um, um, hold up. Okay, so we heard it from her mouth. That's what she said. That was the video she uploaded to the interwebs. So let's go ahead and get into the article. So obviously, I'm not, I'm going to skip the part where she already said what she said. So what else was said in this article was, um, well, this article had like some type of suicide warning or it had a trigger warning. Yeah, it says trigger warning. The following article contains mentions of depression and suicide. So let's, I'm gonna take that with, a, okay, understand this. Understand this. We got to break this down, and I'm going to break this down for y'all as eloquently as I possibly can. So, let's, let's, let's be 100% real about this. If I, am, if I am such of a person, I've went through the proper avenues for my profession, my job, my art. I did what I was supposed to do. I fulfilled my end of the bargain. I would want my money too. 
I want my money too, right? I'm going to want my money too. Point blank, period. I'm qualified. I fulfilled my end of the bargain. Y'all hired me. I did whatever. Cool. I want my money. I came all the way over to this motherfucker. I want my money. Y'all thought we was coming all the way over here to do a crazy drug deal and shit. My heart was beating off fast. It turns out that you're going to give me money for a record deal. I want my money. I got this whole new sound I've been working on, too. I really want you to hear it. It's crazy. This is going to make everything in your life better, and nothing anyone can do is going to stop it. Nothing. I want my motherfucking money. Ed, what are you doing? Who cares about drugs? Steve, I'm really sorry, man. <laughs> what is this, a joke? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am, motherfucker? I'm Ed Once. I bought the drugs all the way over here. I did what I was supposed to do. I fulfilled my motherfucking end of the bargain. And I want my goddamn money! So, yeah, man. Uh, I can agree with that part 100%. I don't care if you, if I was a mechanic, if I was a retail salesman, whatever it was. If I fulfilled my end of the bargain, went through the proper avenues, channels... And I'm now at a high level of what I do. I need to be compensated as such. Where the confliction comes in is when she says what they did was legal, but immoral. This is a conversation I have a lot. And, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot with one person. Because this person and this is and this is a conversation a lot of people in the world just will not understand. And that's perfectly fine. So I'm going to try and break this down for everybody. Like I said, as eloquently as I can. If what they did was legal. Then there's nothing she could possibly do about it. She may or may not consume. On, I'm not a professional, I'm not a, a law, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not someone who's up to date on that type of on that type of law, but I would assume that I may or may not have a case and I will see if I do based on the fact that based on my skill set, based on the hours and the work and the time I put in due to my career, I deserve by by um by recording and uh Damn, what's the word I'm looking for? I was just saying that, the, uh, excuse the language for the sensitive ears. Track record, that's the phrase I'm looking for. By the necessary degree and track record I have, I should be getting compensated. The the average that somebody in this position gets at the bare minimum or what I personally deserve because I do what I do at a high level. She may or may not have a case for that. But once again, when she says what they did was legal, that goes out the window. It can be immoral all day. Every company, every brand, most of them, not every, most of them do things that are immoral that people do and don't agree with. But that's what they'll do to turn a profit and to make a dollar. They'll hire people to do very profound um, propaganda and or commercials. These people hire people and pay people to do and or say very profound things, dress certain way, say certain things. This is just how some of these companies eat in these practices that they have. This is just what they do. And this is how the rich people are. This is how wealthy people are. This is how people who are in more of a financial stable situation are. You have to understand that 
you cannot try and morally attack people and then you're the one without, right? It, it just won't add up. And for a while, you know, I could be like, oh, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. Because morally, you know, me, you and the person sitting next to you will know based on context, something is right or wrong. But then at the end of the day, if based on context, something is right or wrong, but you're the one in comparison or yeah, in comparison, you're the one with without or the one with less is what what's going on or what is what somebody else doing that bad? Because whatever they're doing is making them a millionaire. It's making them that. Now, what's for you is what's for you and what's for them is what's for them, right? But when you want to talk about money, making a living, running a business, doing things, a lot of being successful, stable even, is kind of void of morality. It's void of morality. Now, do I agree with Platinum and or Nintendo or whoever? She didn't say any names, so it could be anybody. Do I agree with whoever was in charge of that lowballing her 4000 No, I don't agree with that. I, I, I honestly don't. Personally, in my opinion, I do not agree and or believe that she should have been paid $4,000. But at the same time, if it's legal, it's nothing I can do about it. So no matter what I say, even if I was in that boardroom and I was boardroom meeting or whatever and I was fighting for it, if majority rules, majority rules. And this is the world we live in. So at the end of the day, you can sit here and die on the righteous hill all you want to, as I am in my own personal life. But that's not going to change the fact that if I don't do certain things a certain way, then it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just die in the tent or I'm just or it's just going to be whatever it is because success, stability, some of these things are void of morality. A perfect world would be a, a morally perfect world. And that's just not what we live in. As of right now, that's just not what we live in. It wasn't like that yesterday. It wasn't like that tomorrow. And it ain't like that today. So understand that, you know, when it comes to morality in business, morality really doesn't live in business world like that. It just doesn't. When you when you conduct in business, it's all in the benefit of the people agreeing upon a upon a contract. So if both parties both parties are to make a benefit or to receive something of an interaction. So you got to understand that. It, and, and, I, and, I, and the thing is, I know it's hard for a lot of y'all. I know it's hard for a lot of y'all to just be like, no, I can't do that. But listen, it's wrong to sell people crack, but people do it. It's wrong to kill people, but people do it. It's wrong to do a lot of things. It's morally wrong to do a whole bunch of stuff. But it's people getting away with it every day. Now, it don't make it right because it's still wrong. But how many people you think is in the world right now getting away with all kinds of morally wrong things and just wrong things in general, but they didn't made a living off of it. They never got caught. Nothing to an extreme ever happened to them. They get a slap on the wrist and they just still going. And you didn't did everything by the book like somebody told you. And now you're the one that's asked out. Like, you got to understand, this world, especially if you live in America, is void of morality. Some of these business dealings, running the business, doing stuff, some of it is void of morality. 
So if you're not vibing on a higher level and you're not conscious of that, and this is also the reason why I hate to go woke, grow, go broke term, because to be woke is to be aware. So you need to be aware of what's going on out here. So that's why I know the people who listen to me, they aware. They want to listen to a different perspective. They want to, oh, okay, I, I can understand that. Or I may, you know, everything I say is not 100%, you know, just what it is. I may be the guy himself, but at the same time, there are things I know that I don't know. So I'm comfortable within myself to be in a conversation with somebody and be like, hey, before we even continue on, I'm not informed or knowledgeable about this topic, but continue because I may or may not learn something. So you got to understand that being like being void of morality is not the choice you have to make and that you just have to be just downright dirty and evil 100 percent. No, you're just going to have to understand that you trying to be a goody two shoes is probably what's holding you back because the establishment is not ran that way. And you're just one of how many people like that. And if living the righteous way, per se, we could just use that as a term, is not benefiting you, meaning it's not paying you any money. It's not getting you food. It's not getting you water. It's not keeping you shoes and clothes on your back. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? And I go through this with myself day in and day out. I sit here and stand up. I'm with the light. I'm with this. I'm with that. I do my show. I live my life how I live. Like I said, pain, progress, uh, uh, application, adaptation, intellect, necessitarianism. You know what I'm saying? If And listen, I'm going to put the link in the description to that video specifically. So if you listen to the audio version after the description, those links will be there. And um, you know what I'm saying? It, it'll be there. You know, like, I don't necessarily move just with 100% morality personally, no. But what I do do is stand on whatever I didn't do, whatever philosophies and things I have developed and determined for myself. So whatever I've adopted, if y'all hear that bathroom noise, I am so sorry. Let's go ahead and purge our ears real quick. Let's, um, it's in the middle of me cooking too. Let's go ahead and purge our ears real quick. Uh, and we're going to purge our ears with the new clip. So one moment here, one moment here. Listen, kid, I think you'd be more comfortable over at that place. Weenie Hut Juniors. Are you saying I belong at Weenie Hut Juniors? Uh, oh no, sorry. I was actually pointing to the place next to it. Super Weenie Hut Juniors. Yeah, man, you belong at Super Winnie Hut Jr. All right. So, um, as I was saying, you know, personally, it's, it, I'm not, you know, just super mor the super morale morality person. Because at the end of the day, you know, I understand the world as is. You know, I have my own personal outlook on the world and what I think and my own beliefs and things like that. And I don't push them on people. I don't intend to push them on people, and it's not my intention to push them on people, you know. So when it's all said and done with my own life personally, it's just I have to live and die by my own hand. And that's just something I will stand on forever and will never fold on. So if I know things need to be a certain way, be done a certain way, should be done a certain way, 
then that's what it should be and that's what it's going to be. And I'm not going to fold on that just because somebody else thinks I need to be doing something they think I need to be doing or whatever all that extra stuff is and that stuff, that type of thinking or people just get me worked up and I try and I got to keep myself calm. So, you know, it's, you know, that's just what it is for me personally in the world. The world is not like me, but the world is immoral to a degree. Some of these businesses, corporations, companies, production, management, uh, advertisements, marketing, it's all immoral. Creation of some of these things are immoral. The, the, the allegations against Activision Blizzard are immoral. So, you know, when people call it a boycott, it be, be, it's in the name of the righteous, of the right. But at the end of the day, you might have a small portion of people who will boycott Bayonetta. And then you'll have the greater populace of the fan base still buying it, still doing whatever. Because why? Most people are only the righteous and, you know, they pump fake being righteous and all this stuff on the Internet. They don't really be like that in real life. They're not really displaying these characteristics or these attributes in real life. If I was to tell y'all that when I was earlier in my earlier 20s, I was getting into it, bucking with this police officer or the security, whatever she wanted to be called, and was telling her to do her job because she enforced the rules on me and my friend, but didn't enforce the rules on anybody else. And I said, do her job. And she said I was yelling at her, but all I kept telling her was to do her job and I didn't fold, don't break. I, hey, I don't bend, I don't break, I don't fold. No, 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 don't do what I'm told. RIP Flash. And what happened? She went and did her job, didn't she? Right. Would y'all believe me when I tell y'all, oh, I was out here walking, to the post office one time, I was selling. I saw. I made a sale on eBay. I sold a pair of shoes, and I sent it off. I shipped it off, and I'm getting followed by police. I'm getting followed by police, and then the police almost run me over, and then I'm completely mad because in the Midwest in January it's cold. So now I'm out here with a hoodie. It's kind of cold. I should have wore a coat, but it is what it is. I'm thugging, and next thing you know. I'm sitting here like, yo, what it is? Now it's just one me, one police officer. Now all of a sudden it's one me and the whole goddamn, excuse the language for the sensitive ears, West Side Patrol. Would you believe me if I'm sitting there bucking, speaking, speaking my mind? Yeah, I might be, my voice might be elevated and I might be yelling, but I'm making complete sense. And I'm in that I got racially profiled, but because I. I understand behavior, but because I understand perception, I understand things. I was able to walk away with my life and there would have been witnesses because it was people outside. So understand something like it's just certain things that I, I will and will not not even will or will not. It's just things that I will never fold on because of my own philosophies for life and what I believe in and whether it, it grants me money, clothes, food, water, what I believe and what I believe, what I believe is that and it's just what I'm going to live and die on, period. As a man, as a woman, you have to develop how you live your life and what you get your, especially nowadays, you have to do that. And unfortunately for me, I do so much work and I outwork any and everybody you could possibly imagine and I don't get shit for it. Even my own family and friends and people have been used against me and intentionally against me. And I'm still here to this day 
giving motherfuckers this work, excuse the language, for the sensitive ears. I'm sitting here in this uncomfortable ass position, hunched the fuck over just to give y'all this. So understand that this shit will when when you are when you develop your ways, you gonna get tested and you gonna continue to get tested. I keep telling y'all one of these days I might end up in a fucking tent doing this shit in a fucking tent. And the more I speak it, the more truthful, the more truth it becomes. I'm closer to the front door than ever before right now. So, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I've I've never been one. I'm not the one to be a beggar, but I also know when I need help. I'm my ego not so inflated to where I can just do it all on my own. No, I know when I need help. But the unfortunate thing for me is I don't have any help. I can't get any help. I have to do it by myself. So whether that produces anything good for me or makes my situation worse, so be it. At least it's all by my own hand. Nobody sold me up a river. Nobody fucked me over. Nobody put me in a fucked up position. Nobody intentionally wanted to do things to me. None of that. I chose to do something. I went to go see if it worked. It failed. That's my fault. I'm completely fine with that. I'm going to go do something else. So when it comes to business dealings and everybody doing a business and, and running a business, this is what I need you to understand. When y'all doing these contracts, it, excuse me, I burped. When y'all doing these contracts and when y'all, um, you know, working for people and partnering with people, you have to get in. Um, oh, snap. 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 Okay. My bad. I hit those. I hit the buttons real quick and the, and the sound effects started going off. But, um, yeah, no, when you, what you have to understand is you have to get that contract or that agreement, whatever it is, you have to get that down pat perfect. It has to be perfect. You don't want nothing missing. You don't want people getting over. You don't want people, you know, snaking you or fidegling you out of what you worth. Now, because... This is my phone is on three percent. We got to end the show right here. So appreciate everybody who was watching and listening to the show. Make sure I hit that like button. You rate this, whatever you think it is deserved to be rated. I will say five stars, but I appreciate any and all feedback we got. I'm going to leave y'all with little Wayne's. I'm me and I'm gone.
know the game like I'm reffing it. This is the card of the card of three, the New Testament. And I'm the God, and this is what I bless them with. Bitch, I'm me. Quit. <laughs> yeah, I'm 